Let's grow. Yeah, y'all. Vibe Stream Beats Podcast. Broadcasting live from somewhere beautiful in the world. It's your host with the most DJ Journey. your man dj journey and i'm here on <clears throat> getting choked up because <laughs> 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 <coming> cool. <laughs> tried to come in hot but i have my brother here this guy I've, I've watched him for years grow and uh we just had a short conversation about gamification gamifying his life and putting real points on the board with real people as fans, as teammates. And um, we're going to talk about that today. Let's welcome Sean Antonio. Yay! Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> What's happening? And the crowd up, goes man. wild, but there's no crowd to win. Man, it's been so long, and uh, it's been a beautiful time of stepping, stepping back to uh, actually reevaluate, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm so honored and lucky to have you on the show, man. Uh, my pleasure to be on, dude. I just, every time I, I hear the silkiness in your voice, I go, oh, 2004. Like, I go back to that moment of like, we us shaking hands at Spider Club, which launched our bromance, our friendship for life and everything. So it's a pleasure to be with you again, Jern. Great to be with you. Great to hear us. Whoever's out there in the world, fuck yeah, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And as you guys know, man, this is episode six on uh, our Gamify Your Life series. And we're here with Sean and we're going to go through those eight core values of gamification. So without further ado, let's kick it off. Let's go, man. Give us a perspective of your meaning behind Sean Antonio. When you started this, 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 this journey years ago. Yeah. Before I met you, there was something that was there and it was structured by meaning. Let's talk about your meaning. Oh, yeah. So my meaning, I uh, forget my. OK, so yes, yes to meaning, but I'm going to step into purpose. So nice. my purpose has always been to change the world. I did not want that job. I did not. I mm. ran from it like crazy and I did all types of other stuff Huge. to avoid it. Right. <laughs> But I had my awakening right around, right around 17, I kind of woke up a little bit. I'm now 47, I just hit 47 this year. So 30 years ago, I kind of had my first like, aha moment of like, I am somebody special with a voice, with a talent, with a charisma, with a thing that I have to use. So back then, at 17, I don't want to use my, my anything, my powers for anything besides like just living life and going to school and girls and whatever that looked like, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I woke up one day and it was actually specifically 11, 11, 11 in Egypt. I was there with Alicia, now my wife, my business partner back then. And that Egyptian trip changed my life forever because I was meditating in Siwa. Shout out to Siwa, Egypt. It was fucking amazing. Nine hours from Cairo in a bus. And uh, I was at the Oracle Temple where Anthony and Cleopatra got all their messages from the higher powers. And I was meditating. And um, damn, man, I remember going, our our leader, Medhat, one of our dear friends who was the tour guide, he said, find your place in the temple and go meditate. Right? And I did. Found my place, found this beautiful crevice. And uh, I started asking the universe, I was like, hey universe, why the fuck am I here? Like I was angry, like yeah. I was actually angry. And they're like, 
change the world. I'm like, whatever. Ask again. Hey, why am I here? What's my purpose? To change the world, Sean. Like, they just kept saying it. Like, whoever the they, the, you know, spiritual, ethereal they were. Yeah. Man, and I was so angry because that year, 2011, was a year of, like, reintroducing myself to myself. I had to get to learn myself and what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. And aligned with that, uh, Alicia, not again, my wife now, but back then, business partner, she took me up into Mulholland. This is this is the, the moment. She took me up into Mulholland. And uh, it's actually before we went to Egypt. It was August. Of, so, t- yeah, 10 years ago. August 2011. And she said, hey, let's go up to Mulholland. I'm like, why? She's like, this is up. We went Mulholland up Drive in LA. Yeah, Mulholland okay. Drive at the top of the hills, yeah. right? And it was a nighttime drive. And we had, you know, I think we took a bottle of wine up there and some snacks. We were talking and she goes, hey, so I got a message for you. And I'm like, what's the message? She goes, well, I was in meditation. And back then, my, my relationship with meditation, I wasn't strong in it. I wasn't meditating all the time. And she goes, you see all, like in a really beautiful moment, she looked at me and she goes, she paused and she goes, you see all those lights? And she's pointing at Los Angeles. And to me back then, the nightlight, that's my, my home, I mean, my lights, my, my, my lights. My we would go up there to just see how yes. that whole change that was happening. Every restaurant, bar, yes. hotel, mansion, everybody's throwing an event at. And I'm like, this is my yeah. city. And she goes, your job is to change the world. Your job is to take care of these people. Uh-huh. And she pointed at all those lights and I go, oh, no. No, 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 not interested. Nah, nah, I'm not signed up for that. No, nah, no. She goes, no, I'm not. It's not me. I'm just like, you know, your guides told me to tell you that your job is to to really change the world. And you have a unique gift that everybody listens to. And you are the shepherd. So go do that. And I still was like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But then I started really digging deep. And um, my purpose is to, to give people access to their higher self, to their true self, to their truth. And I just do it by example. Like you were saying earlier, I just been yeah. living by example. I do the things with the uh, hopes, quote unquote, of inspiring humanity to be better. So everybody in my life, including yourself, you see my life. Uh, I do post on social media, not as much as I probably should in the world that should. But um, yeah, I don't have time to wait. Life is urgent. So life is now, right? <laughs> so that's kind of the 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 the, what, the vibration and the as I talked about earlier, the harmony that I'm living in. It's like mm-hmm. we have now and now and now and now. And I can sit here and yeah. talk to you about the past forever. We could. We could reflect yeah. about oh my yeah. God. But that's a good moment of reflection. But what's now? That's it. Yeah. What's your now? And who are you gonna be now? And what are you designing for yourself now? Like that's it. That's it. And that that takes me, that's a great segue into the uh the second core, which is accomplishment. Mm. So after finding your purpose and your your why and your meaning. What did you want to accomplish with that when you really, really, when it really, really soaked in? What was your... Ooh, that's a strong, that's a strong... Because yeah, it, it, it's like thinking yeah. ahead. It's like, yeah, wow, yeah. what's my finish line right. look like? Yeah. What, Dude, what you... my, finish, my finish line was really intense. I got my finish line only two years ago. I was in mm-hmm. in a deep dive of like, what is Sean here for now? And I got clear, I'm my finish line is impacting 1 billion people's lives mm. by my coaching, by my motivational speaking, by my books. I'm talking like, so whether you read my books, you see me speak live, you see me online speaking, I coach you personally, you're on my, you follow me on my social media, impacting 1 billion people. So far I, I, I've hit, last time I counted, it was like, I've hit like 5.2 or 5.5, somewhere around there. Wow. So I got some work to do. I got 995 or 994 million slash whatever to go, right? Yeah. So. 
that's my end goal is to give people access by that's why i'm always upgrading myself and always reading books and always just fueling my soul with new things and creating mm -hmm. new practices for my life coaching business which i just celebrated 10 years of having it Woo! so i started that 10 years ago and then i was quiet about it i didn't tell yeah. anybody really i just did like a deal like <clears throat> a yeah. youtube channel and i did a couple things and kept them in wraps yeah. celebrity clients and kept that in the wraps but then four years ago life changed for me four and a half years ago and i said all right time to uh time to step up and really step into my truth and it was really it was really daunting because i'm like damn yeah. it man i don't know if i want to do that but yeah. it really took it really took looking at yourself and going okay what 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 are you going to do with your life so my finish line is one billion people that's mm -hmm. that's goals to impact my 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 finish one of my uh milestones in a way there is when the world's safe and it opens back up is to sell out arenas all over the world motivational mm -hmm. speaking like that's the goal like that's one of the the milestones yeah like selling out Wembley Stadium for a motivational speaking gig where I'm on stage and the place is sold out touching all those lives the butterfly effect of those people that's what gets my dick hard <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting over here like yo like, I'm, I'm like yeah. imagine right let's just say there's 80 90 I don't even know what Wembley Stadium holds but let's just say 100,000 yeah. people each one of those people tells one person about some guy named Sean on stage that spoke and said some magical shit that changed your life. Boom, multiplication, basic math, right? So, man, that's that's what I'm. And you know what? It's so fulfilling for me. My cup is so full. I'm so happy every day because of the people's lives that get to change and hearing the new things they're up to and they're moving and new jobs and new relationships yeah. and calling their mom and getting complete with 50 years of pain. You know, like all types of shit like that happens in my daily life. It's normal for me. I don't normalize it. I live in gratitude for it, right? But it's beautiful. And I get to guide. Some days I'm guiding 10, I'm on the phone with 10 people. Like some days, I'm, most days I'm doing six to eight people, Monday through Friday. But some days I'm on with 10, 12 people. So that butterfly effect, that makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Because yeah. then they get to go live their best lives, right? And they're glowing and then they go, Hey, so-and-so, why are you going? Oh man, I had my session with my life coach, Sean, and he said this thing and it's stuck. And I realized that I've been being inauthentic in my life and lying to myself about some shit. So yeah. I'm changing that now. And by the way, yes, I owe you an apology. Last time I saw you, I was a dickhead. I, I apologize. Like, you know, like that kind of real stuff, yeah. that's the, the well I live in on a daily basis. So how can I not be fulfilled? <laughs> yeah. So great, so great. So, so with the accomplishment brings me to uh, number three on this gamification chart, which is creativity. There's a lot of creativity that goes into your process. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, for me, my creativity comes from my core. I check in. I practice um, knowing what's going on in the world of motivational speaking, life coaching, you know, psychology, I, mm -hmm. I'm therapy. I, I do all that homework, but I really stay away from any kind of plagiarism. I do. Uh, I don't like to. I don't. I don't fit anybody else's mold as far as coaches out there. I just don't. I never have fit in a mold, so it's ridiculous. But I do when I do quote people, and uh, when I do find quotes that are beautiful, I quote them and say their name. Like for example, my, one of my newest favorite uh, uh, words in the English language, actually in the Urban Dictionary, courtesy of Paris Hilton, shout out to Paris. Uh, she came up with this, this word while she was drunk at a party. And she was like, I'm just, you know, live, I'm just slaying and living my, I'm, she's like, I'm just slipping. And she came up with the word slipping. Slaying and living your best life. And I'm like, oh, I love that word. Can I use it all the time? So I'm using slipping as a way of being, right? Hey, you gotta write that down. 
Right? <laughs> just living, slaying and living your best life. She has a show called Cooking with Paris right now on Netflix. Which I watched it. My daughter okay. loves it. Yeah. I'm like, wow. She's all kidding a bunch of old, like, old acquaintances and friends of ours. It's, yep. it's really awesome. Point being is that my creative process is what does my heart want to say to the world? So I use my psychology brain and my natural curiosity for humanity. And in the thousands of, of hours of books and this and that and stuff I've done, yeah. And I just create, I have, I have a thing called the SA Bible. Uh, it's my Sean Antonio Life Coaching Bible of like tools I have and I have countless tools. So yeah. I actually barely use that Bible because it's all in my head. So I just know how to apply it. But when I get something great, I, I go and I just put it down. So my creative process is like, I have to meditate first off to make space to allow for the ether, right? The EOS to speak to me, whatever that is, whether it's my own consciousness or my dad up wherever the fuck he is. You know, my dad passed away December 22nd last year. May he rest, rest in love. Or yeah. in paradise, wherever the fuck he is. <laughs> COVID took him out, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, I just, I got to quiet the mind and then allow for my own natural creativity because all of us have it inside of us. All of us have the ability to create something original, new, and unique. The mm -hmm. problem that we hit is ourselves. Our brain, right, and all the past noise and the I can't, that gets in the way of your creative process. So if you can remove all that, guys, I highly recommend, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening, I highly recommend meditation. Or if you're religious, pray. I don't give a shit. But do something that quiets your soul so you can hear. It's amazing. So yeah, my creativity comes from just milling out, listening, checking in, making notes, and then expressing it out in the world, putting it out there in the world. So now it's real, it's tangible. Yeah. I have results, you know? For every um, Sean Antonio Life Coaching like practice and tool, I have people I can call up and say, hey, how did that tool go for you? And they go, oh shit, I did that tool. Yeah, and, it, and they have tangible results. I love that. Yeah. Came from me quieting my mind, allowing myself to be creative, giving it to that person, and then they went and did it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to number four on the chart, ownership. How are you taking ownership to all of these, these powers that you have? Well, that's a big one too, because ownership comes from what's in, right? You gotta own, whether it's bad, good, ugly, anything in between, I'm the first yep. one to raise my hand and say, hey, that's my bad, that's my fault. On the positive way, I, um, ownership is like, I can do anything, so I just go do it. I don't have the fear, like I have, I'm a fearless motherfucker. I don't really have any fear around anything. I yeah. just go do stuff, and if I fail, quote unquote, it's a lesson. So, um, I, I believe that if we just own our shit, good and bad, like, and I'll, I'll be very, very vulnerable right now, Alicia, when we first got married, a couple of years into us being married, 2014, she made a comment and she said, by the way, you're always really defensive. I'm like, really? And, I, and I, my, my natural way of being was to like justify it and explain it, right? And she goes, no, I, you, you seem to be defensive a lot. And I realized that I got that defensiveness from when I was a kid getting in trouble being, they called me travieso growing up. Travieso means mischievous in Spanish. So I'm Panamanian, as you know, Panamanian yeah. and Dutch. And I lived in Panama from 82 to 86. And I was uh, very mischievous. I like to press buttons and do stuff and jump off stuff and, you know, get, get in quote unquote trouble. But yeah. not bad trouble, just, you know, kid trouble. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, that travieso thing came up. And I realized that I was constantly defending myself because I was constantly getting in trouble. And that, that way of being was impacting my now two-year marriage. And I looked at it and I said, where did that defensiveness come from? You know, and I realized, again, I use it as a badge to survive my life. It was a survival mechanism I put in my life at a very young age. That doesn't yeah. allow for growth. It doesn't at all. So that the ownership there was to own that I was being that way. 
right? In my life coaching company, I, when I first started this 10 years ago, people were like, yeah, Sean, you're great at that, but but you're in nightlife. You should stay in nightlife. I had so many, I won't even call them haters, just people who didn't believe in my vision. Here I am 10 years later, coaching people all over the world in three different languages. Yeah. Like, I just took ownership. I'm like, I'm not gonna stop until this is real. Like, that's it, right? Anytime yeah. I've dropped the ball in my life and fucked things up, I'm the first one to say, holy shit, that's my bad. I fucked that up. Like, it's it's so much easier. People hate being, I don't know what it is about humanity. Actually, I do on a psychological level. But nobody likes to be wrong. I love being wrong. That's yeah. where growth happens. Like, everyone wants to be right and die right. And be Only in America. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like uh, because you, it's it. You know, we can't fully be ourselves here. It's always a bandstand or some sort of yeah. like podium or something One like upwards. that. We have One to upwards. be perfect. So, yeah. we're like, <laughs> I, oh, I was perfect. Like, he wasn't. I got tapes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I love being wrong. I think it's great. And that that for me, that's my big part of my ownership is owning. I am 47 years old. I am this person. These are my limitations. Cool. Why is that limitation in place? Let me go deal with that. You know, like I'm just, I'm ready to deal with all aspects of my life at all times. That's just, that's just the truth about how I live. And I want everybody to live that way. Yeah. Own your shit. And then, you know, too, last thing I'll say about that. If you have hidden talents you're not sharing with the world, please share them with us. We need your talent. So if there's something you can do that you're not sharing with the world, own it. Get on that microphone, sing your ass off, play that guitar fucking go be a, a world famous gymnast like i have so many friends who have so many talents that are hidden and i luckily get to coach them and i've been ripping them apart lately i'm like we're not saying i get on their faces i'm like come on it's right out them and, yeah. well when i have a chance i out them <laughs> yeah like, we you gotta stop being stingy that's being stingy and mm -hmm. and afraid of owning the gifts that whatever gods or universal aliens created us they gave you that gift fucking share that shit yeah, I gotta, I gotta really thank you for that because um, you know I'm a quiet dude. I'm to myself. You know, I'm very creative and whatever have you. But when I decided to come back to LA and speak and to have a radio show, is because of you. And you wanted to see more. You wanted to know more of me. He's like, all right, dude, dope DJ, but ah, who are you? <laughs> yep. And I was like, damn, this dude is not letting up on who I am and what I'm working on in the closet. <laughs> you know, the world's not ready for it. But I felt like, wow, at, after a thousand interviews, I'm like, wow, I am something more than just a background, you know, uh, a selector, you know, as, yeah. if you will. So, okay. yeah. Thanks for that acknowledgement, Jordan. I yeah. just saw your light, dude. And I, I can't, I am relentless like that. I'm a dog with a bone. When I see something yeah. like that, I have to, I have to push. That's, that's naturally who I actually am. Yep. So Which brings us into, into number five, Sean Antonio. It's yep. social influence. Yeah. Let's talk about that because yeah. you, uh, just since the beginning, since I've known you, you've always had a social presence, even before MySpace and all those other spaces that we're dealing with right now as far as social media, there's always been a social presence. Did you take value in that? Like, how did that come about when you took so much value into who you were socially that was Ooh. out there? Thank you. I'm, I'm, that's a great perspective to answer from. So. Uh, when I moved to LA, I I, I, I knew my uncle and a couple of the people back in uh, January of 1999. So I've been here for almost 23 years. And I just got, here's what I think about that. I'll answer it very clearly. How cool is it that you get to meet people that like you and want to be in your life? 
that fall in love with you and want to inspire you and support you, that cheer you on when you're afraid to go do that thing. So for me, my path in nightlife, when I became an, an event coordinator and promoter in 1999, in June, when I started launching and like going out seven nights a week to meet people and build friendships, I just thought it was so cool that people would say, wow, that guy invited me to a party, I should go. And they would come and bring their mom and brother and sister and cousin and whatever, whatever. So for me, my I've always been really responsible with my social impact, my social influence. I've always been really respectful. And I was just telling this the other day because um, Hemingway's here in Hollywood, right? Uh, guys, rock out, love you guys. I was there for three years, Friday nights were my night. And um, what made me stand out from the crowd that somebody pointed out and I didn't even realize I did it, was that you would come to my event, right? Say you're coming from San Diego or coming from fucking Tarzana, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. However you came to my events, I would make sure, first of all, your name was on the list and my door people knew who you were, so you had no drama. Yep. Then when you'd find me in a nightclub, what I would consider is like, holy shit, that person drove from San Diego after a full days of a full week of work, right? Decompressed or whatever, got dressed, drove three hours up to Los Angeles with their group of friends or had friends meet them there, had to find parking or valet, had to do all that, cook, like get together with their friends. Maybe they have a dinner or whatever, and then they come and see me. Then they have to go to the front door, say my name at the front door, whoever's at my front door, and then find me inside of a packed nightclub to hang out with me for anywhere between five minutes and 10 minutes because I was constantly moving, right? I thought that was so cool. I always considered that when somebody came to my event. So my social responsibility was to be great with these people because they came out of all the options they had. Again, and also even in my life coaching business, I just got a great phone call with an old friend of mine who's like, Shawnee, I need you. And we've known each other since 2005. He's like, I need whatever water you're drinking. Can you please share it with me? Like, that's what he actually said. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking shawnify your water. Let's do it. But, um, (laughs) you know, so yeah, man, I I think when you are a social uh, being and you have an influence, especially for my influencers out there who are listening to this, the social media has become such a big deal and it's monetizing and people use your powers for good, man. Like we got to use our powers for good. And for me, I'm so honored by the millions of people that I've met in the past 20, almost 23 years now in LA and all over the world, <laughs> but it's it's a responsibility. And I I bear it beautifully. I don't make it no. like, you know, I'd be, I'm like, oh my God, that person texted me, holy shit. Or, oh my God, the person emailed, like I see it as like a gift. And that person took a minute, a second, an hour, whatever, out of the time to call me. How cool is that? Yeah. So that's the way I am with people. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're like the, the poster child for today. If we can just take you and put all of those principles behind how people are handling social influence today Mm. handbook to that shit you know you should definitely write that because people today are doing it for all the wrong Wrong reasons yeah but you know what it's the same reasons a lot of people were in nightlife yes yes a lot lot of promoters yeah the the drugs the money the girls the guys whatever they were in it for the you know, paparazzi yeah. and red carpets and that. Yeah. I wasn't in nightlife for that. Yeah. I just love seeing people come out to an amazing event that change their lives. That's it. That's it. If anybody asked me today, hey, Sean, why'd you throw events for 17 years? 3,865 events. I would say I did it because I wanted people to forget all their woes and have the best night they'll never forget. That's it. That's the answer. So whether it was a pool party in Vegas or a fucking party out in Dallas or here or Chicago or Miami, I just want people to come and be a part of my energy for that hour, two hours, four hours, whatever, and like step up and enjoy themselves. And that's what life's about for me. It's enjoying every fucking second of your life. 
So which brings us into the next core principle, which is scarcity. Now, I have a short story about scarcity on what you just explained on how people would step out of their daily lives to come party with you in this environment that you really, really curated the hell out of it to really get them away. Which brings us to scarcity. Every night that you had was a moment that people were like, oh my God, I'm going to talk about this 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about that in your, in your, in your, in your, your operas? <laughs> yeah, operas, I like that. Of, 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 of putting things together. Like you're creating something that's so scarce that you're going to be able to remember this 20 years from now. Was that orchestrated or? Oh, yeah. How did oh, you yeah. approach that? Thank you for bringing that it up to me that way. Yes, the orchestra, the conductor conversation, the curation, I use that word a lot. I mm-hmm. curated the right vibe of people to have the right type of energy. So I always, and one of my mantras back in the day was, I want to I want to match the energy of one night that Studio 54 had back in New York. Mm-hmm. That's I was always striving for that. Meaning all inclusive, every race, gender, trans, bi, I didn't give a shit. I wanted great humans in a room at all times. So for me, I would curate, depending on what nights I was hosting, I'd curate the crowd that were those people that would get along, that would like to help you. And then one of my superpowers, which I'm so grateful for, is my memory. So I remember everybody. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you and I'm introducing you to like 10 friends of mine from 20 years ago. And I'm making sure you feel welcome. I make sure you know where my table's at. You can sit there. I make sure the bartenders, the entire staff knows who you are. So you can get, when you're at the bar and you need a drink, they, oh, hey, Jordy, what do you mean? Like I'm, so my orchestration was to like, very, very, I like that you said that, very Beethoven-esque of like, how can I make every night better than the last? Like Michael Jordan watching his footage after he played to see where his yeah. shit would fall apart, where he would could step his game up. Anytime yeah. I threw any event, even back when we worked together in Spider Club days, I'm like, all right, Sean, what can I have stepped up today? Oh, I can't, I could have done this, I could have done that. And that's what I did. I, that's what I do in my life coaching. That's what I do in my interviews. Anytime I get interviewed, I'm like, Sean, what did you miss? Did you answer that person's question? Yeah. Did you rant too much? Did you touch your face too much? Because I'm a very hyper person. Did you slow down sometimes? You know, like, so I'm always orchestrating something. And that's what is part of the reason why I was so beautifully successful and supported and loved by everyone in nightlife, any city I did events in, because I just gave a shit and I do give yeah. a shit. I just do. It's just, yeah. it's for me, it's easy to give a shit because I'm not afraid to get my heart broken. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So I'm not afraid to get my heart broken. So of course, scarcity was never like, that never, that never messed with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> messed with me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, the next is number seven unpredictability <laughs> i think and how you just grow you're not the same person that you were yesterday because you're going to learn something new in that night to bring you to the the, the next day sunrise and yep. you're going to move accordingly to that information it created this unpredictability i don't know if you know this but uh let's talk about that is that something that's also orchestrated that you say, hey, man, I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to switch it up tomorrow. Does that become a thing? Because that makes you interesting as a person. Yeah. I mean, unpredictability is great. I love it because you can never see what's in front of you. You can only see what's here now. Right. Yeah. So for me, uh, at least she calls it the switch, which I really like that she called it that. I have a thing inside of me where if once I learn something, 
I want to master it. So I want to put it into my life immediately. So that's why a relationship flows so well, nine years of marriage, because if I do something that's un unshawn like or whatever that shit is, she'll put it out and I go, oh yeah, okay, done. And I'll change it in a moment. So for me, unpredictability is great because the, the, here's, here's what my dad sent me this beautiful quote. And it said, let go of the illusion that it could have been any different. I'll say it again, let go of the illusion that it could have been any different. So for my control freaks out there who are trying to control everything. And, and, and here's where, when it happened to go a little spiritual for a second. My dad, like I said, died December 22nd, 2020. Mm -hmm. I was in a very deep, deep, sad place throughout the holidays last year, but putting on my best face for a wifey and daughter. But my dad died, my best friend. So that's Sunday night or Sunday morning, because I was up till 6.24 in the morning. I had this inkling to go to my phone. And I looked at my phone and the first message that came up on Pinterest, because I have a Pinterest page that just, I have inspirational quotes. And the first fucking message on my phone said, let go of the illusion that it could have been any different. Because I was so mad about the way my dad died. He got sick early December. By December 12th, he was in a bad place. By December 17th, he had a stroke. By December 22nd, he was dead. 10 days in yeah. Panama. He was dead. So for me, I was like, what could I have done? I was punishing myself for all that. So I had to like look at what that was. Uh, uncertainty. I, my dad didn't see that coming. Yeah. He didn't see that the limited, my dad was so good about COVID. He was staying indoors with me. But hey, whatever happened, he got COVID. It caused an ischemic stroke, which takes you out. And five days later, my dad was gone. Like healthy, never done drugs, alcohol, any of that stuff. Guy yeah. worked out five days a week, played tennis, crushed him. What played and won all the time. So yeah. like, how did he go? So when that happened, my switch of uncertainty, like nothing's promised. So let's get urgent about life. I said that earlier yeah. with you, like, let's get fucking urgent guys. Let's get on our, instead of our, I call it the bucket list instead of the bucket list. Fuck yeah. it. Let's do it now. If we can do it now, <laughs> fuck it. Let's do it. Right. right. <laughs> so that's been my, my thing, man. It's you, we gotta, we gotta really get better about that. It's like, yeah. Stepping into that, nothing's really certain. Uncertainty is look at it as a gift. Yeah, yeah. It's only it's only uh, a certain amount of people that I can come across to really, really look at, you know, uncertainty, unpredictability as not being threatening. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and I think I think we were tool for it coming from you know nightlife and so on and so forth because we never knew who nope. who, who was going to make it out, who was going to not make it home that night, who was going to get some or you know who's going to get lucky <laughs> you know it was it was it was plot machines all the time <laughs> you know either losing it or you winning it so i i think we're a tool for that but it's a gratitude that's that's now that uh i think everyone is just taking unpredictability as as a blessing that if they can live through it yeah. they can be anything and you know go for anything that they want man but, so and you know what i want to say one last thing about that guys it was an illusion anyway we never had control all we have control of oh. is who we be what yeah. we say and what we do be say do it's a powerful thing in the world psychology yeah. be say do so all you can manage what you be every day like how you show up in the world what you yeah. do with that and what words come out of your mouth that's all you have control over everything else is up in the air that's it so <laughs> right. I know there's one more to go, right? There's one more. There's one more. Yeah. Let's get through yeah. it. Um, last one on the board. And I think it's more important than anything else I've asked you is avoidance. Mm. Day one, coming into this world, coming into your purpose. What did you want to avoid? 
Uh, for me, it's funny because avoidance usually has a negative connotation to it. So for me, right. <laughs> avoidance is avoiding anything that's not aligned with who I am. Here's a catch to that. We yeah. got to do the work to figure out who the fuck we are in every second and every moment, right? So mm -hmm. every day we're evolving, as you said earlier about me, like I'm constantly evolving. So who I am today wasn't the Sean I was last week, right? Yeah. So knowing who you are, knowing your purpose, knowing why you're here and then avoiding anything that's not that. One of my favorite quotes that I send a lot of my clients and I have it on my fridge as well. It says, decide what kind of life you want. And they say no to everything that's not that. Decide mm -hmm. what kind of life you want, then say no to everything that's not that, right? So for me, my no's, it, it, my, my yeses are anything like coaching right now, motivational speaking or authoring. Those are my three worlds right now. I'll do an occasional nightlife consulting virtual thing. That's fine. I have the history. I can do it. But if it's not aligned with my hitting my 1 billion people's lives change, it's not for me. It's not for me. So you really got to figure out, you know, what that is for you and, and get guys avoidance is not having toxic things, people, habits. Maybe you're the toxic one. Got to look in the mirror and deal with that, right? Maybe you have some toxic habits. Maybe you're avoiding dealing with your past. Maybe you're avoiding dealing with your, your bad, your bad mindset. Like one of my guys was just saying, that I was talking to earlier, he's saying how he has this, um, this, his sentence in the world of psychology, you talk about sentences and like your, your origin stories and shit. His origin story is life is tragic. So guess how that is being a gay man, a white gay man growing up all over America and where they told you it's not okay to be gay. And then he finally moves to Cali and he's okay to be gay. Right. Imagine what that would be like with the sentence called life is tragic. Our sentences, our creation stories, all our shit that runs us, man, we got to get rid of all that stuff because that's the soundtrack. That's the elevator music that's running your life. So I say avoid anything that brings you down. Avoid anything that's not on team you, like whatever fuck your name is, right? Team you. Yeah. Avoid anything that's not, that's going to be detrimental to your daily life. And guys, I'm not saying don't, enjoy your life eat the food you want to eat responsibly don't fucking eat shitty full time eat well take care of the machine to advertise your body right yeah. drink party do your drugs in moderation right have your experiences and micro dosing has been a big thing during the pandemic a lot of my friends and clients have been doing yeah. i don't i haven't done it myself personally but i heard it's a really good mind opener i'm like yeah fucking micro dose your ass off it's fine if you're finding new levels of yourself and new heightened awareness for yourself micro dose i don't care no judgment from me but Avoid all the bullshit, guys. And, I, and, I, and this, I, I wish I could say her name right now. One of my best friends, and I wish I could say her name. I want to put her on blast. But dude, she is a drama machine. She just magnetizes chaos and drama to her. <laughs> I just talked to her earlier today. I'm talking to her later tonight. And I'm sure when she hears this, she'll be like, oh, I'm gonna fuck her, but I don't care. <laughs> but the point is she just, she brings chaos towards her at all times. I'm like, come on, when she was here visiting, um, I was like, hey, what's up with all the chaos, dude? Like, what are you doing? So, and I had a, a heart to heart, a really deep and yeah. beautiful conversation. I just verbally bitch slapped her, you know, like punched her in the throat. I'm like, what are you doing? Not really, I didn't touch her, but I'm you know, like, you know, like we just do these things, man. So like yeah. avoid all the bullshit, everybody, period. That's it. And if it's you, stop causing it. If it's you, be responsible for what you're bringing to the table. Stop being a yeah. shithead. <laughs> Well, Sean Antonio, you just been gamified. 
Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Thank, you, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is Vibe Stream Beats. Uh, let's tell people where they can find you on the uh, the social network yeah. platforms. So guys, you can find me on my website on seanantonio.com. That is S-H-A-W-N-A-N-T-O-N-I-O, seanantonio.com. It links you up to all my Instagram, social media, all everything, my Facebook, my uh, LinkedIn. But I just started a, a new um, Sean Antonio life coaching so just like it sounds s-h-a-w-n-a-n-t-o-n-i-o life coaching all award on instagram and uh i just started earlier this year and it's, it's getting getting some legs so guys follow me there i post five times a week um also on my website you can add yourself to my weekly daily dose of awesome i send out five emails a week monday through friday that inspire you remind you wake you up it's a free thing and i also have some free courses on my teachable platform which is also on my website you can find it through there so Hit me there, DM me, whatever, and then we can connect. I also give free consultations. I give you a half hour life coaching session to see if we vibe well. If you want to, this is how I roll. I'm very honest and real and authentic. My toolbox is plethora of amazing things. So I'm totally down to take on some new people. I got some space if you guys are interested. So uh, yeah, let's gamify your life. I'm here. I'm ready to go. So SeanAntonio.com. Find me there. Hey man, I want to thank you for your time and uh definitely let's check in. Let's uh let's do this again soon. And um bro, I love you. I mean, I love on you. On the too. record. Yeah. <laughs> ah, on the record, I love you, bro. <laughs> bro, man, 17 years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love being with you guys. Thank you for listening. And uh Jared, I love you. Thank you for the human that you are. Thank you for stepping into your true self. Thank you for listening Indeed. to me back in those days. Thank you for letting me yell at you about you being great. Now you're doing it. So keep gamifying your life, brother. I fucking love you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Cheers, man. Cheers, brother. Thanks for listening to Vibe Stream Beats Podcast. If you want to learn more about us, go to solo.to forward slash Vibe Stream Beats or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Thanks for listening. Good health, wealth, wisdom, and knowledge itself to you all. We'll see you next time. Peace.